our brainwashed climate youth strike again as their vegetable brains go into hyperdrive. Jordan Peterson, radically wrong about the online space and digital conversations. And is most of the internet just bots and AI and possibly deep state bad actors? I don't know. It seems to be that way. We're going to talk about all of that in just one second. But first, welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary, comedy and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe and comment. And if you haven't subscribed on Substack, well, subscribe on Substack as well. That's Arriving Somewhere on uh, Substack. I think it's substack.arrivingsomewhere.com. Let me just double check that address. Yes, it's arrivingsomewhere.substack.com. Okay, cool. Let's get into the show. Straight over to the vegetable brains. And I'm not insulting coma patients or people with dementia or anything. That's not what I'm doing here. I would never be that cruel. But to the climate crazies, they do have vegetable brains. They're all turning into vegetarians and vegans. Because that's how you save the planet, according to them. But they are wrong. Now, this story is coming from the BBC, reported elsewhere too, but it's Stirling University Students Union votes to go 100% vegan. And then the image is two of the uni students looking quite smug, quite proud of themselves, with a big sign saying, plant-based university, end the climate crisis. What are these kids doing at university these days? They're not learning anything. This is this all we seem to get is this garbage coming out of unis. Now into the article it says Stirling University Students Union has become the first in the UK to move to ban meat and dairy products from its campus outlets. The union has committed to serving only plant-based food by 2025 following a vote by students. The the move <laughs> democracy in action. The move was proposed by the Plant-Based Universities Campaign, PBU, and has been supported by BBC presenter and uh, conservationist Chris Packham. The Countryside Alliance claimed the move was a a divisive ban. Uh, The PBU said the Students' Union was was setting a gold standard in environmental policy for other universities to follow. A majority of about 100 students at the union's November general meeting voted in favour of the proposal. About 17,000 students attend the university. So a majority of about 100 students have voted to change the university to completely plant-based and ban meat and dairy products from, I, I assume, being sold there. I'm assuming you can still take meat and dairy onto you know, yourself, onto campus, and eat it. Or you <laughs> you got to be like smokers and you're banned to the outside. Sorry, buddy, you're going to have to have your coffee because it's got cream in it. But if you've got soy-based, plant-based almond milk, terrible for you, by the way, then come in, come in, come in. Don't know how they're going to test that, but anyway. But 100 students, a majority of, a, of about 100 students. They're not even giving us the exact numbers there. You think, how hard is it to get those numbers? Uh, PBU said it it would work with catering staff to ensure the vote was implemented in a way that provides cheap, delicious and sustainable options throughout campus. Oh, you just just going to make it cheap. How are you going to do that? Now, this food, in my view, is bad enough as it is. Would you want cheap vegan food? Where's that soy coming from? It says the option aims to have 50% of the options being plant-based by the 2023-24 academic year. 
Chris Packham tweeted his support. I've no idea who, who Chris Packham is. I'm sure if you're listening to this from the UK, you probably know who he is, but I have no idea. He tweeted his support saying, young people doing it for themselves. <laughs> Here come the climate child soldiers. And they are children. University students are children. Anyway, Nathan McGovern, plant-based university's co-founder, told, I wonder who the plant-based university is, at PBU. Let's just see. It might say at the end of the article. I'll just scroll down. I want to know if they are associated with any of these climate activist groups. There's a familiar name, George Mon- Monbiot. I don't I even know how to say his name. Right, as far as I can tell, it seems to be a campaign coming out of the Animal Rebellion. I'm not sure if it's related to the Extinction Rebellion and people and groups like Just Stop Oil and things like the Climate Emergency Fund. I quite, can't quite see the connection just in this brief amount of time of research, but they do seem to be, it seems to be a campaign coming out of the Animal Rebellion, and it's got a similar logo to the, things like Extinction Rebellion, and that's why you're seeing the similar names, like George Mon Biot. Again, no idea if that's the right name, but anyway, back to the article. It says, Nathan McGovern, plant-based university's co-founder, told BBC Scotland's Mornings programme that the transition to a plant-based food system was the key solution to the climate crisis. Wrong, 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 wrong. He defended the low number of students who voted on the motion. <laughs> he said the details of the motion were available to the whole student body over a, over a week before the vote was taken. We gave you a week. What are you talking about? It, it was definitely put on the website. Definitely. And there was a vote happening. We made it very clear that your entire meal plans would be changed if you didn't vote on this. We gave you seven days. He added, it shows that people invested in creating a better world and a sustainable food system are pushing for this change. No, no, it shows that the people that are so brainwashed and so radicalised by this are going to all lengths to destroy every little area of our lives. Meanwhile, the people that didn't vote on this probably had more important things to do, like studying and learning and advance and, and trying to you know, build, build their lives and have what, family and friends to visit and hang out with this is all all this seems to be is a radicalized little small portion of a university that has a campaign come in from this this animal rebellion group and whoever's associated with them has come in and basically taken over this university's meal plans <laughs> it's pretty crazy stuff a tiny portion of the university students I mean, what are we talking about here? That's 17,000 students. I'm not going to be able to do quick math, but that's 17,000 students. And a majority of about 100 students at the union were in favour. I don't know how many people are even in the union, but that's what, uh, I mean, less than 1%, what, 0.5% of the university have decided to change the, the meal plan. Amazing stuff. Anyway, a, they got the view of what just one farmer for the article, Bryce Cunningham, a dairy farmer in the area. He said he currently, oh, he currently supplies about 12 university campuses and said they're claiming environmental reasons for it, but the Scottish dairy sector is massively reducing uh, their carbon emissions. And again, carbon is a key to life. If you don't have carbon, you don't have life. It's kind of interesting that carbon is attacked. But uh, I believe... 
all this is going to do is cause an increase in, in imported processed foods that just have a plant-based badge on them. It's not going to be supporting the Scottish agricultural sector in any way. Well, bad news for you, Bryce. They don't want to support the Scottish agricultural sector in any way. It's about ending dairy and meat and, on another note, oil. And then it goes, environment. Then, then we go to we go good old Georgie, Georgie Porgy. Environmental activist George Monbiot said it was fantastic to see the next generation taking control of their future. He said the plant-based universities campaigns at the University of Stirling are leading the way in tackling the climate crisis and creating a sustainable food system. Completely wrong, George, because a sustainable food system would involve animals and regenerative farming. But anyway, to, to the credit of the BBC, the last line in here says, uh, Mo Metcalf-Fisher, a spokesman for the Countryside Alliance, said, the students' union should opt to source its meat and dairy from local sustainable farmers rather than implement a divisive ban which stifles freedom of choice. Very true. So there you go, some vegetable brains have taken over Stirling University in Scotland and are trying to ban meat and dairy. Right, now I just wanted to talk about this Jordan Peterson business that came up today. It's about the online world and then it sort of rolls right into the the next topic I wanted to talk about as well. But Jordan Peterson posted, if you're if you're following me on Instagram, that's a, a, a what's my Instagram handle? I should probably know that. Arriving somewhere underscore with Matt J. If you're following me on there, I posted this today. It said, um, so po- I posted this to Instagram, but it came from Twitter originally. Uh, Jordan Peterson, don't allow the anonymous troll demons to post with the real verified people at Elon Musk. Put them in their own hell, along with others like them. Uh, Lol, lols, bro, bruh. Hyper users are narcissistic, Machiavellian, psychopathic, and sadistic. And then he links to a recent scientific paper that came out about that. Now, I also posted that when he's talking about that Machiavellian, uh, narcissistic, psychopathic thing, he's, it's, from my understanding, that's the psychological dark triad of narcissism, psychopathy and Machiavellianism, which is basically cunningness and being willing to do anything to achieve what you want to achieve or to do what you want to do. Now, I just think it's really interesting that he's posting this because, I mean, this is a guy that's talked about tyranny and totalitarianism and the dangers of the Soviet Union, Mao China, Nazi Germany, and all of those types of horrific systems, now kind of pushing what would be a digital identity, because you would have to subscribe to these platforms. It's access to be seen. Yeah, you can have an opinion, but no one's going to see it. You're just, you're you're a tumbleweed on the digital world. You are tumbleweed. That's what you are, digitally. You're a digital tumbleweed, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Unless you sign up with your real identity. And we, and, and of course, as Peterson's pointed out of, over many years, is that when you control... Well, he talks about freedom of speech a lot. And the people that are trying to bring in things like hate speech and other speech rules and laws. Who wants that? Who's going to control that? And the answer that he always gives is the worst people that you can imagine. So who's going to control this? This is somebody with a very, he's got a well-known, he's very well-known, 
got a big brand, makes a lot of money. And like I'm very appreciative of Jordan. I don't begrudge him at all for his success. He's gone through a lot of crap and he helped change my life um, six, seven years ago. The amount of people that hold Elon Musk up as some kind of saviour is scary to me because he's talked about it, wanting to create something like a WeChat that they have in China where you do everything through that app. That's through your uh, when you need identity in public or what if you want to pay for things um, or your social media accounts, all linked. All linked, which leads to a social credit system. So what's happening here is, is I don't think Peterson's actually thought it through. Is that if you are doing this, it's, he's looking at a problem. Yes, yes, it's a problem. We know there are trolls and vicious people online. There's a block button for that function too, by the way. But to have us sign up, otherwise you are digital tumbleweed. I really like that. I'm going to use that on something. It would actually be a great name for, account, for an account, just digital tumbleweed. Anyway, um, I digress. He hasn't thought this through. You are handing over all your data and big power to people that are the worst people imaginable. And we have seen people having their being banned from things like PayPal and banks. I don't know why banks get to decide your political thoughts, but people have been kicked out of their own banks for having the wrong opinion in public. What do you think happens when we all have to have digital identity? It leads directly to a social credit system. And then if you have the wrong opinion, you will be punished. If you question things that aren't supposed to be questioned, you will be punished. You could have your ability to earn money or receive money taken away. Just a click of a button. So no, I mean, privacy is a massively important thing online. And the whole, like, the saying of pay to play, it's not pay to play here. It's give us all your data and then you can use our our services. Give us all all your data, all your data, sign up, sign up to the social credit system, because this is where it leads. People go, oh, it's not the social credit. Well, we keep going down this path. And when are you going to sort of turn around and go, well, maybe, maybe we shouldn't go that far and just all hand over our IDs and exactly where we live and what our thoughts are and then connect all our payments to that and all of our, our personal, other personal identification, our medical records, our driver's licenses, our passports, our vaccination status, our schooling and certificates and diplomas degrees all of that that we have should we just link it all together i see no problems (laughs) no 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 we're not going down this massive centralization route or we shouldn't be we are but we shouldn't be pushing it and this is pushing it this is going to be an excuse of why we want to get rid of the trolls and the psychopaths and all of that from online so we all better sign up to a massively centralized system no, I disagree, Jordan. I think you've got it radically wrong. So I will remain a digital outcast, the 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 tumbleweed in the digital environment. And if that means that on the likes of Twitter that you don't get seen or heard well, so be it. It's a, it's a small price to pay to keep some semblance of privacy online. But anyway, this rolls straight into the last thing I wanted to talk about. So... In Australia, apparently there was a post office that put up a sign that said, due to our lighting and quality of photo background, we unfortunately cannot take Indian photos. And that riled up the the masses. And 
I had a look at some of the comments and the one that stood out to me was was this. It says, does this mean they just take bad photos? Question mark. As an Indian, I read this as a compliment because white people are typically not talented. <laughs> that original sign, I'm sure it's... I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that it's just someone somewhere in Australia, probably in a small town. I didn't read into the story. I didn't go in deep into the story, but it's probably in a small town that was just trying to do their best and put up a sign to say, well, sorry, we can't offer this service to this this type of person because our facilities aren't good enough to do it. Now, you could argue that they can change the lighting and upgrade and maybe just not have the service available until that happens. But I'm just... I'm just saying that I, I think that this sounds like just somebody who was just trying to do their best. It doesn't sound like a racist. Anyway, then that comment, which is extremely racist, just <laughs> because white people are typically not talented. My point with this is that how much of the internet is just bots, AI, and and deep state bad actors designed to rile up the masses? Because you saw it with when Black Lives Matter was a massive thing, you saw it with Trump, you saw it with the lockdowns, you saw it with everything. You go into some of these comment sections and a lot of the comments, I know there are trolls and people just doing it because they're not the happiest of people. But a lot of it seems to be bots. And I'm not just talking about those bots that are trying to lead lead you into a dodgy account or a online service of the promiscuous kind i'm not talking about that kind of thing i'm talking about bots and programs that are designed to rile us up to cause division divide and conquer is what we see everywhere and then i think that on top of that there are real accounts from deep state accounts bad actors whatever you want to call them that just roam around the internet causing chaos for the sake of causing chaos and seeding and implanting ideas in our minds. So when I see a comment like that, yeah, it's racist. I'm just going to laugh at it. That is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if this person's got a real account. I don't I don't know what. It's a animated image anyway of their, their profile picture. There certainly seems to be a lot of AI bot type things and and accounts that go around causing trouble just for the sake of of causing trouble on top of just the usual sad people, angry people that do it for the lols. But, Jordan, that does not mean that we should all have to sign up for a digital identity and put that in the hands of people that would be the worst people that you can imagine in control of all that data and deciding what we can and can't say. So there are no easy solutions to that problem at all. But I'm going to point it out. And I'm going to have a laugh at it because because I think that takes a lot of the power away from it. If you just can point it out, if you don't react to it, if someone, if you post something and someone just is trying to rile you up intentionally or post something divisive, one, block them. Easy step. But two, try and realize that they're possibly not even a real account. If they are, they're probably sad and an angry person and the block function works perfectly fine. So anyway, that's what I've got to say today that's what i've got for you today and i'll leave it there this has been a another episode another brilliant hilarious informative episode of the arriving somewhere with matt 
J Podcast, Commentary, Comedy and Conversation. Just again, please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment and any other good thing that you can think of. And I will talk to you again on the morrow.